Celebrate him this morning. Give somebody a hug and say welcome to church. And you may please be seated. Hallelujah. I want to encourage everyone to download that song. It's the song for the season. There is an anointing on that song. If you can use it as your alarm to wake you up every morning for your prayer time or just wake you up from bed, it will be good. Or set it, put it on your phone and let it be the first song that plays. Let it be the last that plays in the night to speak the name of Jesus. Speak it. No matter the situation, speak the name. One thing that the enemy likes to do is to make us believe that the current trials of affliction that some of us are going through is actually the end and that we are not going to see another day or that we are not going to see a better day. But I want you to know that God is too faithful to fail. If he never failed before, why will it start now? And why will it start with you? Hold on to these words of assurances this morning. No matter what you're facing this week, God has never failed before. He doesn't know how to fail. So he's not going to start now. As the worship was going on this morning and Uriel was charging us, I have some announcements to make, but I'll make them after my message. I'll make the message short so we can pray together and then give you the announcement, especially as it affects the forthcoming International Youth Convention. The Lord reminded me of the state of mind and the situation of the children of Israel as they left Egypt and they were faced with the Red Sea. The Red Sea was in front of them, not easy to cross, not even knowing how to cross it. There was no bridge over that sea. So it looked like they left Egypt to go into perishing. Behind them, Pharaoh's army was advancing, running and racing down towards them as though that was going to be the end. At least there were two miracles that God did. More than two. But let me bring out two. And you find these in Exodus. Read all the way from 12, 13, 14. Those chapters and 15. Two out of those miracles. One, the Lord sent his angels from heaven. And they began to remove the wheels of the chariots of the Egyptian army. Imagine someone driving behind you, trying to overtake you. Maybe an assassin or an armed robber. And they want to overtake you so that they can destroy you, they can steal from you and all of that. Imagine the angels of God removing their tires. Now, there was no way to catch up with the Israelites anymore. Because the angels of God actually came down to remove the physical wheels. Angels are spirits. Yet, they can have 
impact on the natural world. They were unseen forces removing the wheels, the tires from the chariots of the Egyptian army. Therefore, it became impossible for the Egyptian army to catch up with the children of Israel. The same God of acceleration can also bring deceleration. Did somebody get what I said this morning? The same God that gives speed. 1 Kings 18.46 says, When the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, he outran the chariot of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. That's supernatural acceleration. You remember Jesus walking on the sea and he got into the boat and the boat got to land. I preached a series on that. The same God of speed, the same God of acceleration can also in the camp of the enemy be the God of deceleration. Everything trying to catch up with you, to bring disgrace into your life. This season and beyond, I speak supernatural deceleration in their camp. How many people came to church this morning? I've started ministering already. This morning is going to be a little bit different. Every form of disgrace, every form of shame trying to catch up with you. Every form of sickness, maybe you've started seeing the symptoms. And it looks like the main thing is coming. You've started seeing the symptoms. I don't know who I'm talking to. But it looks like the main sickness is coming. Main disease or, or disgrace or shame is coming. I speak supernatural deceleration to their camp in the name of Jesus. Thank God for the deceleration. But it was not enough. How are we going to go through? Moses cried to God. What do we do? In front of us, trouble. Behind us, trouble. What do we do? Somebody's in that situation this morning. How do we get to the promised land? The land you promised us from where we are now. Some of us, if we look at our lives right now, it doesn't look like God is working at all. It doesn't look like God is going to fulfill his promise to you. But he never lies. Amen. Moses cried to God. God said, why are you crying to me? <laughs> I've given you authority in your hand. The rod in his hand. We don't have a physical rod anymore, but we have the name of Jesus. And in that name, we will part every Red Sea. Moses acted on the instruction of God. The waters did not just go back. They, they parted into two and they stood water for the first time in its life stood like walls it wasn't like the water just God could cause it to move move back move away completely out of sight but God actually allowed the water to stand so one wall on this side have you ever seen a wall of water before water stood the unthinkable God will do the unthinkable in your situation. Is that not in consonance with Ephesians 3.20? That God now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above what you could ever ask or think. One translation says or imagine. I pray for someone. This is how I'm led today. 
this week, God will do the unimaginable in your life. The kind of favor that you have never recorded before in your life is coming your way this week. The kind of help that is not normal is coming your way this week. It is not normal for water to stand like a wall. The kind of miracle that is not normal will happen for you this week. The Bible says when the ways of, the, of a man please the Lord, he will cause even his enemies to be at peace with him. Even those who call themselves your enemies, God will use them for you. He will use them in your favor. In the mighty name of Jesus. So they walked on dry ground. They were walking inside the sea. The sea had become dry ground. And finally, the enemies, after struggling and struggling, tried to catch up with them. They also got into that wall, in between the walls. But as the last person from the camp of the Israelites stepped out of that place, the east wind came. Moses acted on the instruction. The waters gathered again upon them. By the next day, their bodies were floating all over the place. Pharaoh and all his entire men of war and their chariots. That was an impossible case. I don't know who is faced with an impossible case this morning. Stop struggling in the natural. Change Your modus operandi. Listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit. If he says, give me praise for 30 minutes, do it. Just dance before me. One hour. It doesn't make sense. Do it. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, Romans 8, 14, they are the sons of God. I'm preaching to you, to you this morning. I'm also preaching to myself. I had that phrase from the senior pastor many years ago. As a young man, I joined this church at about the age of 20, going to 21. And almost every Sunday, he would say, or more often than not, he would say, as I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself this morning. I said, ah, pastor, how can you be preaching to yourself? You prepared the sermon. <laughs> you already know everything in the sermon. But having been a pastor for over 10 years myself, and having come into a very special season in my life that I've never been, I understand what it means to preach to the people and to preach to yourself. But I must tell you something. I stand for all of you and for myself on Luke 21 and verse 13. That whatever the situation may be, it will turn to us for a testimony. Can I have a better amen? Who is ready to testify this morning? You will testify. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Acts of the Apostles chapter 3. This morning, I just want to give you three points. If this is your first time, you need to get the series so that you know where I'm coming from. I'm preaching and teaching on Faith in the name of Jesus. I trust God for speed because I want us to pray together as a family. I sense the burden for us to pray again this morning. We did pray last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago? 
last week. Were you blessed? I think it was a good time. Yeah, I remember it was last week. We, we went back to our fours, our squads. If you don't have a squad this morning, you don't worry. Nobody will be left alone. You have one. Four of you engage and pray. Acts of the Apostles chapter 3. Jesus had gone to heaven here and the apostles were going to the temple to pray. Now Peter and John from verse 1 went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. Being the ninth hour. The hour of prayer. They observed the hour of prayer. We should also do the same. Have time that you set aside to pray. You alone with God. Put your phone on flight mode. It's not a time to receive calls. It's not a time to fiddle on your phone. And please don't be in the habit of being in the service and be fiddling on your phone, please. All right? Let's honor God. Whatever honor means, give it to him. All right? Amen. If honor means removing your cap, remove it. Amen? If honor means concentrate, concentrate. Let's give it to him. Amen? We're not forming religious rules and all of that, but from the heart. Verse 2. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Verse 3. Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave it unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. Now, what did he have? He had the name. He had the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, and then he had the name. And he said, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And they took him by the right hand, Lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. When you call the name in faith, immediately something happens. Immediately, in the realm of the spirit, something happens. You may not even see it in the physical, but in the realm of the spirit, immediately something happens. That's why we, we must not be throwing around the name carelessly so that the name can work for us. It's a treasure that you have. It's a treasure you hold. I want you to guard it jealously. Use it skillfully. Use it prayerfully. And use it with faith in your heart. Women, those of you that have trinket boxes, do you just throw them around in your room? Anywhere. On the floor. On the table where visitors can come and help themselves with it. Do you do that, women? Men are people of gadgets. The latest iPhone. I don't know what name it is called. Latest iPad. How many of you men just throw your phone anywhere you like? Even when you come to church, do you just give it to another? Just have it or throw it on the floor? You don't do that. Anything precious to you, you keep. How come the name of Jesus? That is so precious, yet we throw it around. You see a cockroach, Jesus. Oh, come on. That name commands authority. That name healed this lame man who had never walked. The devil is a bad devil. He's so bad that his name is evil. He's so evil that when you remove the D that starts his name, it remains evil. When you remove the E, it remains. Anything that happens is from the devil. 
Because it happens to intimidate you. To put fear in you. And then resist him in the name of Jesus. Can I have an amen? That's why it taught us to learn to slap it down. Immediately. What if, what if, what if you are, you are not accepted? What if, you say, where's that coming from? I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. What do you do? Slap it down. I'm accepted in the beloved. So everywhere I go, doors open for me. Can I have an amen? Decree that with your mouth. Decree it with your mouth. Don't keep quiet. The devil wants us to keep quiet. We must not keep quiet. We must not be a quiet people. People of faith are people that speak. 2 Corinthians 4.13. The Bible says, we having the same spirit of faith as it is written, I have believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and we therefore speak. Somebody speak, speak. Don't let the devil have the last say. He is always talking. You talk back. He will talk. You to talk back. The battle in First Samuel 17 between David and Goliath. Goliath talk, 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 talk. I counted his words. Over 30 words. David spoke over 110 words. You don't allow the enemy to have the last say. I pray for someone this week. You will not be put to shame. The enemy will not have the last say over your life. In the name of Jesus. Those who are waiting for you to be put to shame, they will wait forever. Because you will never be put to shame. You are going from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from victory to victory, in the name of Jesus. Shout amen. Jesus causes us to triumph always. 2 Corinthians 2, I believe verse 14. But don't go there yet. Go to Acts chapter 3 that we are in, our, our text, and go to verse 16. This is where I got my text from. It says that his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. Whom you see and know, yea, the faith which is by him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Faith gave him soundness. Faith, it was faith in the name that brought soundness to this man. He was, the most, he was one of the most popular men in town because he was lame at both feet and he was lame from his mother's womb. Aro, Latin, you? He said, do you know that Aro? He said, which one? The one from the womb. Every negative identity people have given you is washed away by the blood of Jesus. People use people's condition to describe them. It's even in the Bible. Blind Bartimaeus. What's his first name? Blind. Eh? Can that be somebody's first name? The woman with the usual blood. What's her name? Nobody knows. Because her condition was used to describe her. I pray for someone. Whatever it is that people have used to describe you, which is unpleasant. Whatever it is. Let's say that lady with delay. That lady with Kinnikon. That guy with Kinnikon. In the mighty name of Jesus, it is reversed. It is cancelled. It is annulled. It is washed away by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The name restored strength to the lame man. How come the name it is not an ordinary name. <laughs> Even our names, almost so-called ordinary, they have some little, little power. Some little, little influence. How much more the name of Jesus? By the grace of God, there are people, there are places you will go and, I mean, there are people, very few that I know, but God is increasing me with the gift of men. That I can say, now go to UI, go and meet so-so and so person and tell her you are from Pastor Fred. I don't even need to phone the person. You just go and say, I'm from Pastor Fred. 
Oh, Pastor Fred? Of where? Of the stone church, the expression house. He sent me to, oh, well, is my brother. Okay, come on, come on. Before they even called me to confirm, they would have given you the assistance first. That's Pastor Fred. Who is Pastor Fred? Imagine the name at which every name must bow in heaven, on earth, and beneath the earth. Everywhere. Every soul, even the atheists, they bow before him. Even those who say that there is no God, the agnostics, they bow at that name. One atheist was falling off one time from a story building on the staircase. As he was falling, he said, God! I said, Jesus! They said, ah, sir, why did you say Jesus? We thought you said there was no God. Psalm 14 verse 1 says, the fool that said in his heart, there is no God. Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. There is God. God will show himself strong on your behalf this new season. This new week in the name of Jesus. My job is very simple this morning. I want to tell you, how come the name is so great? How did Jesus attain or achieve the greatness of his name? How? Number one. Three points. Very quickly. Number one. He inherited the name. He inherited the name. Hebrews 1.4. Thank you, media. The Lord bless you. I know this season has been a bit challenging. We don't have a good system working, but you guys have done your best. The Lord will honor you. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 4. The Bible says, "Been made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Verse 5 says, for unto which of the angels said he at any time, thou art my son, is referring to God. He said, did he say to any of the angels at any time, you are my son? This day have I begotten thee, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Did God ever say that to any of the angels? Gabriel, you are my son. This day have I begotten thee. Did God ever say that to Michael? Did God say that to any of the angels? No, but he said that to Jesus. He said, you are my son. This day have I begotten you. And the Bible says, he has by inheritance obtained a name that is more excellent than the name of all the angels. He has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name. So the number one way he got the name and he got the greatness of the name was by inheritance. Inheritance is a powerful thing. Imagine the president of Nigeria waking up someday and deciding to adopt you into his family. Now, you might not like his political party and his ambition and uh, his ideology, but he says, I just like you and I want you to be my son. Now, if you are going to be his son, then you are going to have to inherit his name. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? You have to bear that family name. So they will do all the legal papers and everything. All the lawyers are here. They will do all the processes. And then you start bearing that name. What it means is that whatever that man has, you have access to. Are you with me? It happens a lot overseas. Especially in America where, you know, those, you could just see an elderly couple say that they're adopting a child or they're adopting some children. They have, some of them have adopted people from Africa. They just want to help. 
and they take care of your education, of the education of that child from kindergarten to nursery, uh, from nursery to, to uh, primary to secondary to university. And they could even say 50% of everything we, we own, everything we have goes to this child, goes to their education. So in case we pass, they continue to have education. Inheritance. Jesus inherited the name from the Father. I didn't put that in the Bible. It's in your Bible. The Holy Ghost did. Amen? So it's not a name to mess around with. It means everything God the Father has, he has put in that name. Amen. Very quickly, Jesus made a statement that we could overlook. I don't want you to overlook it. John chapter 5 and verse 43. John 5, 43. Quickly, John chapter 5, verse 43. The day I saw this, I was screaming. Zacchaeus was around me. I screamed. I said, Zacchaeus, come and see this. I want us to read this together. I am come in my father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. If another shall come in his own name, which means I did not come in my own name. In whose name did I come? Look at the first phrase. I am come in whose name? And what name do we know? Jesus. That's the name that has been given. Under heaven among men with which men shall be saved. The father has many names. He put all of them in one. And gave it to his son. <laughs> so whatever door the son opens is as though the father is the one opening that door. Can I have an amen to that? No wonder he said... Father, I thank you in John 11 at the tomb of Lazarus that you hear me always. The father hears him always because it's the same name. It's the same name. I am come in my father's name. Hey, guys, listen to this. Jesus revealed the secret here. But John 5 is what you just read. Cause really, I'm come in my father's name. You receive me not. And if another shall come in his own name, him shall you receive me. I am come in my father's name. The name, the name that you know is not my name, it's my father's name. I inherited the name. Now, what's our place in this name? How do we have access to this name? Look at 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 13. Quickly, because um, I want to make this snappy. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Do we have access to this name at all? For by one spirit are we all, how many of us are baptized? How many of us? How many of us? All into how many bodies? One body. The body of Christ. All of us are baptized into the name. We are baptized into the name. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles or Nigerians or Ghanaians or, or, or Togolese or, or Cameroonians, we are baptized. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit, one family, one spirit, one body, one faith, one baptism, one Lord overall is the same name, the same name. We have access to that name. Can I have an amen? Paul the apostle picked up this revelation in Ephesians 3, 14 and 15. He said, for this cause I bow my knees unto the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family, the whole family in heaven and earth is named. The Christian body is named after the name of Jesus. 
It's our family name. Amen? It, I said, it's our family name. Amen? Imagine if the governor of this state, you share the same son name with the governor. Everywhere you go, people will ask you that question. Are you related to the governor? Are you related to the governor? The name might just sound similar. Maybe you are not even from the same state. Uh, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh. Uh, or maybe your name sounds like the name of your VC in your university. You say, are you VC's daughter or cousin or whatever? Say, well, no. But in our case, it doesn't sound familiar. It's our name. Amen? So it's not, we're not doing famsing things. We're not famsing Jesus. That's our name. Did you get that this morning? Use the name. You have access to use that name. You have the right to use that name. You have the right. If you are born again, if you are born again, that's why I said that we are baptized into one body. We are baptized into one body. If you are born again, the process of being born again is the process of the baptism. It is not just when we dunk you in water. Like some people were dunked in water a couple of months ago. I have your baptismal certificates here. I'm going to give them out after my message. <laughs> All right? That's a good one. That's the physical uh, outworking of that one. But the, the spiritual one is that you left the world and you came into Christ. You were baptized into Christ. The moment you said, I subscribe to the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I, I leave all my sins behind me. I, I don't want them ever anymore. I believe with my heart the Lord Jesus and I confess him with my mouth as my Lord and Savior. That moment you are switching kingdoms. You are being delivered from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. You are being baptized into Christ and now you have access to that family name. Number two, how did he achieve the greatness of this name? It was conferred on him. It was conferred on him. Number one, he obtained it by inheritance. He inherited it. Number two, it was conferred on him. Mm. <laughs> Hebrews chapter one from verse five. Do you know when something is conferred on someone? Like a chieftaincy title, conferred on you. As the Olubu, Olubu of Olubu soup. So everywhere you go, you say, my name is Chief so, 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 and so. The Olubu, Olubu of Olubu soup. Now, Olubu, by the way, means bitter leaf. <laughs> All right, that is an Igbo soup. But we also eat it. Amen, praise God. Now, a title, when a title is conferred on someone, you, you carry it as your name, as part of your name. In fact, in Nigeria, it's a big thing. If somebody has a title and you call their name in a public event and you don't put the title, they will correct you. Someone has sent a message to me before and said, I am high chief. Say, you introduced me as chief. No, I am high chief. There are some clergymen, if you mistakenly call them pastor in a gathering, they will not get up from their seat. It has to be most reverend doctor. It has to be most senior apostle. Because when you call them evangelists, ah! you have demoted them. You have committed a sin. You call them brother. Ah! Brother K. <laughs> Titles have been conferred on people. The father conferred the name on Jesus. Apart from his inheritance, he also then conferred the name on him. Hebrews 1, let's look at verse 5, and we read all the way to 14. Something might shock some of you this morning. 
Just travel with me, travel with me. Okay. Hebrews 1 from verse 5. For unto which of the angels said thee at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Who is speaking there? Who is speaking there? God the Father, right? God the Father. Do you agree with me? Let's read it again. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, that is said God at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Who made that statement? Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Who made that statement in the Bible? God. And he made it about who? Jesus. Good. Follow. You are good students. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Who made that statement? God. About who? Jesus. Good. So the next verse. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, who bringeth in the first begotten into the world? Who is the first begotten? Jesus. And he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. Who is still speaking there? God. God said, let all the angels of God worship him. Those were the words he spoke when he raised Jesus from the dead. God said, and let all. He said, you are my son. This Jesus was lying dead in hell. He didn't faint. He died. Died. He wasn't in coma. He died. Then the father spoke from the glory on the third day. Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. He wasn't talking about the day he was born as a baby. No, the day he actually begat him. Born again. Born him again. That's the meaning of born again. Jesus is the first born again man. This day. This day. He didn't say this day have I created you. No. This day have I born you again. This day have I begotten thee. And he said again. Let all the angels of God, God speaking. He said, let all the angels of God worship him. Listen, do you realize that Lucifer was an angel of God? So when God said, let all the angels of God worship him, does that include Lucifer? Yes. That was how Lucifer and all the fallen angels bowed. Because God spoke from the glory above. And his voice thundered over many waters. And when they had the voice of God, they had to worship Jesus. And those words went into the spirit of Jesus and brought him back to life, spirit, soul, and body. God said, this day have I begotten you. But God was not yet, he wasn't done speaking. What else did God say? And of the angels, he said, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. That's who you are, your spirits and your flames of fire. But unto the son, he saith. Who is he that saith? Come on, talk to me, church. God is still speaking. Let me tell you, never say God is still speaking. Don't sleep. Tell them, say don't sleep. It's not a good time to sleep. God is still speaking. Now, what did God say? But unto the son, he saith. Who is the son? Now, the father saith, what did the father say? Read with me. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. 
a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. God said to his son, your throne, oh God. <laughs> God called him God. Ah, Pastor Fred. Where did you learn that from? God. God is God. Yeah. Baby, he called his son God. Read it again. It's in your Bible. <laughs> it's not just in my Bible. It's in your Bible. Read your Bible. Where does Pastor Fred normally get all these things he sees from? He gets them from the Bible. Is it the same Bible we're reading? Yes. I mean it. I promise you. Let's read that again. I want you to get this revelation. It's a revelation. If you get it, your life will change. Storms will come. You will overcome. Amen? The winds will blow. It won't take you away out of your place. Mm. Go back. But unto the son, he's saying. Read it yourself. What did he? Now, who is the he that was talking here? We have an agreement. God is speaking, right? What did he say? He said, what did he say? Read it out loud. Thy throne, O God. He looked at his son and called him God. He confirmed the title on him. Thy throne, O God. Was the father stepping down for the son? No. He was conferring his status on him. He didn't stop speaking. Let's continue to read what the father Verse 9, the father was now testifying of his son. He was testifying about his son. Let's read, one, two, go. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Listen, hold up, hold up. Iniquity was found in Lucifer. But Jesus hated iniquity. They were all there in heaven. They used to be all there. Let's read again. What did the father say? Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, who is speaking right now, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. You remember, Peter said in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Why? Because he pleased the Father. Mm, 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 mm. Did you get that, church? Now, look at the next verse. Verse 10. God is still speaking here. Are, are, are we still together? Are we still together? Verse 10. What did God say? And thou, Lord, in the beginning has led the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. Oh, 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 Pastor Fred. Oh. Jesus? Yeah. Jesus laid the foundations of the earth in the beginning. He did. No, Pastor Fred. God did. God, the Father. Can 
I show you something else in your Bible? Do you have a Bible this morning? Do you believe what's in your Bible? If you read it from your Bible, will you believe it? Okay, go to your Bible. Don't go to the screen. Let's not trust the screen for now. Media, keep doing your job, but we don't trust your screen. For now. I want everybody to trust their Bible. Now, go in your Bible to Colossians chapter 2. No, chapter 1. Colossians 1, quickly. I'm not done with this Hebrew, though, but let me leave it there for now. Colossians 1, and let's take it from verse 12. Colossians, the epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Christians at Colossae. Okay, can we read together? Are you there? All right. Giving thanks unto the Father who has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. Who is about to deliver us? He has already delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us where? Into the kingdom of his dear son. We are switching from the kingdom of Nigeria to the United Kingdom. Amen. Praise God. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. Can you see firstborn there? Who is that referring to? Jesus. Who is the image of the invisible God? Jesus. Now, is he still talking about Jesus? Okay, so verse 16 must also be talking about Jesus. He said, for by him. For by him. For by Jesus were a few things created and he left the remaining for the Father. What does your Bible say? Some things, a few things, many things, most things. How many things? All things. How many is all? God bless you, my sister. She said everything. All is everything. Everything is all. In, does that include you? Does it include your liver, your kidneys, your eyes, your nose, your blood, your legs, your hair? Woo! Somebody's getting healed this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. God is fixing everything wrong in your body, whether you are here on site or you are online, in the name of Jesus. Because all things were created by him. If he created it, he can fix it. Nobody can tell the story of a product better than its manufacturer. For by him, by Jesus, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. Wow! In heaven, one. In earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created. How? By who? By Jesus. And for him. By him and for him. Go to the next verse. And he is before all things. He's the firstborn. He is before all things. He's before how many things? And by him all things consist. He is before depression. So depression cannot take over your life. And by him all things. By Jesus all things consist. Next verse. And he is the head of the body. The church. Who is the head of the church? Jesus. So all, this, all these verses are talking about Jesus. That's why we must speak his name above every other name. His name is above every other name. His name is above cancer. Yeah. Above lack. Above poverty. Above anxiety. Above fear. Worry. Depression. His name is above it all. Above them all. Who is the beginning? 
the firstborn from the dead. This is lending credence to what we read in Hebrews. The firstborn from the dead. He died and the father said, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten you. This day have I born you again. Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. Born again from the dead. That in all things, you know how many things? He might have the preeminence. Preeminence. The most important place. Don't put anything before Jesus. Put Jesus before that thing. They say they are taking you to police station this week. Put Jesus before that situation. Can I have an amen to that? Now, somebody said, well, if we exhort Jesus like that, don't you think the father might get angry? Don't you think the father might be angry with us as a church? Ah, Pastor Fred, I don't know what you're saying again. No, I don't think I want, I want to come to this church again, no. Because me, I don't want the anger of God, though. When I said that Jesus was the one that created everything, ah, I didn't say so. Your Bible says so. But hey, calm down. Tell your neighbor, say, calm down. Tell them, read the next verse. Tell them, say, read the next verse. Verse 19. Let's read that together. One, two, go. For it angered the Father. For the Father became jealous. Hey, what does the Bible say? It pleased the Father. That in him, who is him? Jesus, should all fullness dwell. My God. <laughs> I'm preaching myself happy this morning. <laughs> hey, it pleased the father. It pleased the father. It pleased the father. The father is pleased. Let me tell you, nobody, the father is pleased. In fact, the father says, when you want to pray to me, pray in the name of my son. If you pray in the name of my son, you got it. You got it. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say you got it. Say you got it. Speak American English a little bit. Say you got it. Some of my American friends are probably online. Say you got it. You got it. If you pray in the name. Because it pleased the Father. That everything should be inside the Son. So when you want to approach the Father, you approach the Father in the name of the Son. No wonder Jesus told us in John 14 verses 13 and 14. He said, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, I will do it. Whatsoever, whatsoever, if you ask the father anything in my name, I'm giving you the power of attorney to use my name. Because he knew that everything, the fullness of everything, the fullness of grace, the fullness of mercy, the fullness of favor, everything resides in Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Oh, go back to Hebrews chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. I'm still within time. Hebrews 1. We left it off at verse 10. The father still speaking in verse 10. Let's, let's read what the father said. One, two, go. And thou, Lord, in the beginning has laid the foundation of the earth. Do you now believe? Do you believe that Jesus laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning? Even if you don't believe what Colossians said, you should believe what John said. John 1, 1, to 3. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God verse 2 says and all things were made by 
the word by him. And without him was not anything made that was made, including you and including me. Do you believe now? So at the beginning, very simple, what happened at creation? The father told the son what to say. And the Holy Spirit went into action. The father said, light be. The son amplified it. Light be. And the Holy Ghost went to action. And there was light. That's the way they operate. Jesus gave us an insight into that in John 14, 10. Jesus said, in the B part of it, he said the works, the works that I, that I, he said the words I speak unto you, the words I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he does the works. Meaning, I listen to the Father, he tells me what to say. I say it, the Father in the person of the Holy Spirit goes ahead to carry out whatever he says to me. So at the tomb of Lazarus, Jesus was there chilling. Father, I thank you because you've heard me and you hear me always. Then the father said, Lazarus. Jesus said, Lazarus! The father said to him, come forth. Jesus said, come forth! The Holy Ghost went into action and raised him from the dead. Can I have an amen? They are always working together. There is no chaos in the Trinity. Amen? There is no jealousy in the Trinity. Amen? But we have been given a name. The name is Jesus. Use the name. The name was conferred on him. And you know, the person behind the conferment is important. If a local chief in Mokola confers the title on you, you don't take that to the embassy or take it to the federal capital territory, Abuja. As in this whole of Guarimpa, I am the Olutubo. Of Badebo Street, Mokola Ibadan. They say, Inakwana, Baturunji. That title holds weight on Badebo Street. Maybe not even Adilaja Street in Mokola. Imagine if the state governor gives you a title. As far as your state is concerned, that title holds weight. Am I right about that? It might not hold weight in Lagos. If the president confers an honor on you, like a merit award or something, like they give you OFR, Officer of the Federal Republic, Officer of the Order of the Federal Republic, or, or MFR, whatever. Now, when you write an embassy and you put that in front of your name, they will kind of respect you that, oh, okay, this is a national award from Nigeria, all right? But that does not really work much when you get to Britain. They, Britain, they have theirs, they have OBE, you know, and, and etc. Now, if you graduate from University of Ibadan, University of Ibadan confers that honor on you in your certificate that you are a graduate of the university, the premier university in Nigeria, the University of Ibadan. But hey, baby, don't be too shocked when you go to America and they say, where are you from? Oh, okay, I never heard that before. Don't be too shocked. Now, what it means is enroll in MIT or you go to Harvard or you go to Oxford. Now, when you return to Nigeria and say, I'm a graduate of Oxford, ah! you command attention. Say, oh, please, can, can, can you, can you come in? Don't push that lady. She just arrived from Harvard. Ah, Harvard. 
Levels. Why? Because of the world class prestige attached to those institutions. Some of them are over 100 years. Are you with me? So, is in levels. It was the father, the highest of all, that conferred this name on his son. What can be higher than that? Number three, he got it through conquest. He got it through conquest. Number one, he inherited it. Number two, it was conferred on him. Number three, he got it through conquest. Conquest, he went to war. Greatness can be conferred on you because you were born into a great family. Like some of you this morning, your dad was already a multi-millionaire before you were born. So when you were born, they gave you the name Abimbola or Ajibola. You just woke up and you saw wealth everywhere. Or Afolabi, they just born you with wealth. Musimilola. Some of you are like that. You were born into wealth. You didn't do anything. You just, you didn't have to do anything. You just woke up and then you saw that maids were waiting on you. Everybody waiting on you for breakfast, for, for lunch, for dinner. Everybody at your service, you know. And you just grew up with a lot of aunties and uncles in the house. You thought they were aunties and uncles until you were grown enough to understand that they were your servants. And they, oh, that man you've been calling uncle, 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 who has been taking you to school. And you've been thinking he was the nicest uncle in the world. was actually your driver. And then when you now become a teenager, you um, sir, we're, we're, you're, you're taking me to food court. Don't, don't mess around. Don't, 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 I shouldn't be looking for you. Now, now you know. Hmm? Greatness was conferred on you. Or you were just born, born into it. You were just born in, You didn't have to do anything. But do you know that some people, some people, were not born with silver spoon in their mouth. People like me. I was not even born with a wooden spoon in my mouth. I was born without a spoon in my mouth. I asked my mom because they taught me idiomatic expression in secondary school. They said, silver spoon. That child was born with the silver spoon. I went home and said, mom, where's my silver spoon? She said, I didn't give that to you with any spoon. I said, ah, look for, you have to look for my silver spoon. No? Because my Yoruba name is Akiola. He's ah, a courageous man that has a lot of wealth. But uh, looking at my physical condition at that time, Gary and Kuli Kuli was my regular lunch. Six years. Regular. So I found out that I was not born with a spoon in my mouth. So I decided, having accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and having fellowship with him for a while, I found out that poverty has been paid for. Just like my sickness and my disease. Just, just like my sin. Just like my, I don't have it anymore. Wherefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things have passed away and all things have become new. Someone said new. That's American pronunciation. Ebonics, actually. Ebonics, spoken by the black people. New. Say all things are new. Don't say new. You are too Nigerian. Say all things are new. Praise God. Amen. Some people were born without a spoon at all. So they They've had to achieve greatness through the mercy of God and through hard work. So those ones again now pass it to their children. My 
children sometimes will complain, no, daddy, um, um, we, need, we want the AC. We want the AC on. I say, eh? <laughs> AC. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord have mercy. This is what, they don't know anything. I said, if we don't know. Say, oh, yes, now, I'm like, like we're sweating. It's, it's hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, I want that music. I want that music. Ah, music, where? Inside my daddy's Vespa. My father tried. He had a Vespa. And I felt like a king. I felt on top of the world. Because in our house, where there were about nine families, only two people had Vespa. My father and another father. Later, that one moved, so it was only my father. I don't think of it. Nobody had a car. The only means of transportation was the Vespa. It was a quarter number. KW, I can't remember the last. He would sometimes take me out. We'll go to the farm. I will sit down at the back uh, and he'll be, he'll be cruising and air will be blowing into my eyes. Like, oh, come on. Move it on, daddy. Move it on. So when these ones are now talking about Kazera, <laughs> for where? But we thank God. Amen? We can't complain. I say we thank God. You will be greater than your parents. In the mighty name of Jesus. No matter how great your parents are, some of you have great parents, yeah, but you'll be greater than them. Jesus inherited the name, number one. Jesus, the name was conferred on him, number two. Three, he also fought for it. He went to hell and defeated Satan in his own territory. Colossians chapter 2. I'm going to stop. But I, I need to show you this. And then just about, give me, give me 10 minutes please. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians 2. Can we take it from verse, uh, verse, verse, verse 9. Verse 9. Verse 9. Let's read together. For in him dwelleth. How much of the fullness of the Godhead? All the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Alright? And you are complete in him. Who is the head of all principality and power? Who is that head? Jesus. Shout his name. Jesus. In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. In putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Buried with him in baptism. Wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the oppression of God. Who had raised him from the dead. Who raised him from the dead? God, through the faith of the oppression of God. How did he operate that faith? He spoke. And Jesus came back to life. And you, being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, have been quickened together with him. We have been raised together with Christ. Can I have an amen? Don't let Satan deceive you this week and say you will die of depression. You No, I've been raised together with Christ. Tell him, I've been raised. Say it now. Say, I've been raised together with Christ. Glory be to God. Having forgiven you all trespasses. How many trespasses? All. All of them. All of them. I don't have anyone anymore. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. Every handwriting of ordinance against you has been blotted out. Can I have an amen? Which was contrary to us. And took it out of the way. Nailing it to his cross. Verse 16. Verse 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers... He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. He triumphed over them in it. What is it? In hell. He went to Satan's hometown and defeated him at home. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. 
when you play football, there's something called home advantage. When you come to my streets to play, we know the tricks. We know where to put the stones that will make you fall. If we play on the field that we're familiar with, we know how to tie the grass. You want to shoot the ball, you shoot the grass. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? You go home with injury because we are familiar with the terrain. It's called home advantage. When we come to your streets, you will beat us. But when you come home, we beat you. This is our home. Whether by crook or by hook. Whether we, if we turn it, it ends up being a fight. Have you seen people exchanging punches on the football field before? Bamblo loju. The guy wants to score. Ring kafa. The referee will blow. We can't just watch the guy go and, he just go and score. No. In my home. Home advantage. Jesus went to hell. Satan thought he had home advantage. Jesus defeated him in his home. It is called anomaly. Beating somebody in their home. Ah, even if you can't fight, somebody comes to your home. They should not just beat you and go away. Ah, your sisters can throw something. Your sisters should go and call the brothers, the guys in the hood who can fight. See, they are beating my sister. They are beating my sister at home. Eh! Ah! I do go me. Oh, no more. I do go me. No, guys, me. I grew up in Mokola. Forgive me. Oh, no more. I do go me. Oh, no more. I do go me. That's how I grew up. When we, we used to go to Dandaru, you know that stream on the way to UCH? It's called Dandaru River. We used to go and fetch water there. And sometimes they'll beat us because we're very small, tiny. They'll beat you, you cry. <laughs> then the big brother says, Who beat you? He says, Well, you're fine. You're fine. Oh, three people will follow you. You beat my homeboy. Then it will become their fight. It might end up in police station, but it was your fight before. Jesus is your big brother. Can I have an amen? Anybody comes against you, he has Jesus to fight. Somebody shout, Jesus! He went to hell and defeated Satan. He defeated him and took the keys of his bedroom. My God. He took the keys of the bedroom of Satan. You don't believe that. Go to Revelation 1.18. Revelation 1.18. Quickly, quickly, quickly. My time is up. Almost up. Revelation 1.18. Read it, everybody. Read it, everybody. I am he that liveth and was dead. Did he say, I am dead? He said, I was dead, but I am alive. Hey, and behold, I am alive for how many years? Is he alive this morning? Is he aware of what you're going through? Is he fighting your battle for you? Glory be to God. Shout Jesus. And I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And what did he say next? And have the keys of hell and of death. Hell has no more power over the church. Death has no more power over the church. Oh, death, where is thy victory? Oh, grave, where, oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? My God. He took the keys. Ha, 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 ha. What can be more belittling for a man? They came to your house, they beat you, and they took the keys of your bedroom. He defeated him in the presence of all the demons. The, the demons were saying, ah, oh God, we thought you were powerful. <laughs> Jesus blew his mouth. Oh, fallen. He, he broke the mouth of Satan. The mouth was bleeding. He broke the head of all the demons. They said, oh God, help us. I can't even help myself. 
And he took the keys of hell and of death. And he's not going to use that against you. Can I have an amen? amen. And he rose up triumphant. And in Matthew 28 and verse 18, he said something. And it's in your Bible. Can you read it yourself? Glory be to God. Matthew 28 and 18. Jesus came and said unto them, speak unto them, saying, All power. How much power? Is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Therefore, verse 19, go ye. And teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And they have one name, Jesus. Amen. 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 That was the third way Jesus got the greatness of that name. He inherited it, number one. It was conferred on him, number two. He got it by conquest. He fought and won the name. He won the victory. Now thanks be to God who causes us always to triumph in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 2, I believe verse 14. Can I have that on the screen? And stand on your feet everybody. I promise to I won't be long. Glory be to God. This week you got to speak the name. Speak the name right from this morning over every situation and every circumstance. Everybody look at the screen if you can. If you can't look at the screen, look at your Bible. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now, let's read together. One, two, go. Now, thanks be unto God. Who causes, who sometimes causes us to triumph. Even in this situation, is it going to cause you to triumph? Always causes us to triumph in Christ. You have to be in Christ to triumph. If you are not in Christ, you will not triumph. It's not a curse. Is the truth. It is in him we triumph. Our mouth is bold like this because we are in him. Outside of him, we are nothing. And make it manifest the server of his knowledge by us in every place. Everywhere you go, you carry the perfume of the kingdom of Jesus. I just want to speak the name
Ah, he wears the victor's crown. We wear the victor's crown too. Because Christ in us is the hope of glory. Don't allow depression anymore. Shut up. Shake it off, baby. Shake it off. Go into your squad now. Four, four. If you don't have a squad, form any four group. Group of four. Begin to rejoice together. Begin to rejoice together. Begin to say in the name of Jesus, I rejoice with you. I celebrate with you. Because this week, God is coming through for you. He has come through. And there shall be manifestations. If you have your four, you have your three orders in church, go and join hands with them. If you don't have, make sure you form a group. Give him praise. Rejoice. Rejoice. Tell them I rejoice with you. Make sure you are four. If you are three, find one more person. Make sure you are four. Hakataya labahande. Mombrokoto lebra halaba sakataya. Mangatake ledosia. Four, not five. Four. Four. Simple instruction. Lekoto libra hade. Mangataya laba. Don't worry about, about disorganizing the chairs. Face one another. Don't stand side by side. Four of you face one another. Yes, face one another. Hold hands. No loose ends. Tell them, my sister, I am rejoicing with you now. Throughout this week, throughout this month, throughout next month, throughout this year, I'm going to be rejoicing with you. Wherever you are in the world, the only thing I'll be hearing from you will be praise reports, testimonies. Take some time and pray in the Holy Ghost. Jesus. Magalopote, we are not playing. We are not playing, no. Kanda batuke leba hadias. Bukeleba sata. Rabadeko de manash. Mamba takatata. Lekorobo suta laba. I will rejoice with you. And you will rejoice with me. As we are rejoicing now, our rejoicing will last forever. It shall be from glory to glory. Strength to strength, grace to grace, power to power, mercy to mercy, favor to favor, in the name of Jesus. Akatalebosa, Mombole, Limbala, Limbrokotole, Zuzeze, Zuzeze Bakaradabas. Kalabasata. Begin to give him thanks now. Engage your hands and give him thanks.